What's up, everyone? My name is Christine. This is Making Me. I'm so glad you could join me today. I am in a really good mood today. The, the sun is shining. The weather is beautiful out here in Arizona this week. We're going to get some rain later on, but that's totally fine with me. I love the rain as well. Um, but things are starting to warm up a little bit. And it's really nice. Um, gonna go to spring training this weekend. So super excited for that. Um, and yeah, it's just been nice. Uh, this weekend, I finally relaxed for like the first time in a few weekends. I feel like I've just been like doing things back to back to back, which is always fun for me. Like I really do enjoy that, but I was you know, skipping out on taking care of my body and taking care of, you know, my surroundings. Like, my apartment was a mess. Um, and so being able to, like, spend that time, rest, you know, take care of myself and really, you know, clean, deep clean, it's been really nice. It's also been very quiet because Mavis is at her auntie's right now. Um, we're doing a little test run before I go to Europe just to make sure that everything is goes smoothly. Um, and so, yeah, it's been kind of quiet, which makes me a little sad. Um, but the weather has been really nice and being able to clean the apartment without having to worry about how much I'm scaring her uh, has been good as well. Um, today, I was thinking about talking about being a woman in STEM. There are a lot of pros and a lot of cons. I kind of wanted to just go over them with you and discuss things and share stories because the stories that I have crack me up literally every time I think about them. And so I wanted to share them. So without further ado, let's get started. So starting off as a young kid, I really enjoyed math. I liked the other subjects too, and I was a complete nerd, and I will fully live up to that. Um, but I really found a huge passion with math. I loved solving problems. You know, I would do it in my free time. I would help out the other kids as well um, if they didn't understand anything because I wanted them to feel the same kind of adrenaline rush that I did when I solved a problem. And this continued all of the way until high school. We would always get like, English and math assignments during the summer breaks and I would be the kid that would finish the math packet like this huge math packet in like the first two days of summer vacation and then I would wait until the last minute to do the English stuff because I really just didn't want to do it. The math was always just super easy and I always you know found refuge almost in it. So again, that continued all the way through high school and everything. And then we get to my senior year of high school. And note that I went to an all-girls high school, um, which was really beneficial in, in so many ways uh, for academic purposes. I think I was able to focus better. I didn't have any idea of the stereotypes of um, what women should be doing or should not be doing. 
um, quote unquote, or what uh, subjects or what professions are male dominated or woman dominated, like everything seems like an equal playing field to me. And I think that was really important because I probably would have been so discouraged if I knew what things were like outside of that little bubble at that age. Because I very much didn't want to cause a scene, didn't want to create chaos in any way. You know, I kind of wanted to just blend into the background and, and, and do my thing. So I didn't really, I wasn't really aware of all of the stereotypes that were out there. Or at least I didn't think that they were as prevalent as people were saying. I get to my calculus class in high school and this teacher I had for like three years in a row loved her. But she stood up at the front of the class and usually we would have like a pop quiz, do a lesson, do some practice problems, then be given homework. Like that was a typical day in that class but today it was or that day it was a little different she stood up to the front of the class after the pop quiz and we were all getting ready to like learn our new lesson and she said I just want to remind you all that if you are passionate about anything that you're learning here please continue to pursue it in college And don't let anyone stop you. You are going to have a lot of people who are going to tell you you can't do things. And you're going to have a lot of factors working against you, especially as women, if you want to go into a STEM-related field. But you guys have to remember that you are smart, you are courageous, and you guys can do anything that the boys can do. And... That has stuck with me for years now. I am constantly hearing her say those words and constantly like replaying the scene almost in my head of her standing up there and giving us this little like pep talk because I didn't realize it at the time, but it was so insightful and so needed and such a good motivator throughout college of making sure that I, you know, I didn't back down when people were like actively questioning me and what I was doing. And when I was questioning myself, um, it was always just a good thing to have in the back of my mind. So that's always stuck with me and and I share that with a lot of people now who are scared to go into STEM because I think it's just such a good motivation to just do what you want like do what you're passionate about um I mean as long as you're you know it doesn't hurt anyone um like you should you should not feel like, oh, because I'm this specific gender, I can't do this, this, or that. That's stupid. That's old-fashioned. We are in 2023. It's time to get rid of that notion. But that is not the case. And so here are some, here are some fun stories that have happened since leaving high school. In high school, I didn't really know what I was going to do In college, I sat down, I was like, well, I really like Penelope Garcia from Criminal Minds. Let's try computer science. 
let's try it because there's math in there um and there's a little bit of like investigative work and all that kind of stuff and i just i really enjoyed watching her do her thing even though it was totally like made up and all the you know um so quick finding everything so unrealistic but i mean it was a good it was a good thing to be like hey that seems like an interesting field to work in let's 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 delve in a little bit so i had no computer science experience before going off to college and did this show probably probably but i wasn't the only one i knew that there were so many men in the class and coming from an all-girls high school i went oh shoot like no, I went to Arizona State University. Our computer science program is massive. And we would have like these 300, 400 person lecture halls. And there would be like 20 women. <laughs> like there would not be a lot of us. And it was just so intimidating all at once. Like all of a sudden right off the bat. Then we get to our first lab for like our intro to computer science class. Okay, this is like third week in. I'm picking up the topics pretty well. I'm understanding, okay, like there's a syntax, there's, you know, it, there's grammar in it, but like there's going to be math later on. So I just have to get through kind of like how to format stuff and then I'm ready to go. And so we were just doing a simple hello world Java program. And I remember stepping in and before the doors actually opened, before we stepped into the class, there was one guy that came up to me, introduced himself, and kind of just gave me like a dirty look and was like, well, if you need any help at all, please let me know. Because of course he was an expert, right? Did I finish writing that program faster than he did? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was like, oh, fuel it. Fuel my anger, because I will do this. I will beat you. It, like It's a competition for me at that point. Um, and I just knew, because I, I, like, I can tell when people are genuine and when they're being like snarky. And it was just the way that he said it was so snarky. I was like, oh, you think you're better than everyone else. Okay, good to know. Did you go up to any guys and say if they needed any help, let them know? No. You came up to the one girl that was in the class. Interesting. Interesting. Anyways. A little bit later in that semester. Not even that much later. Um, I'm in my circuits class. And I sit down. And this guy sits next to me. And he starts hitting on me. I am very disinterested. If I went to college to flirt with someone, I would have gone in the business school. They are pretty. The guys and the girls. So, sorry. Yeah, no. Computer science would not be the one that I would like go into, respectfully. Um, and so, he like started hitting on me. And I was like, I am not interested. I, I 
don't want to like discuss going on a date with you i you know i'm good being friends but that this is a lot and he was like well if you're not trying to flirt with anyone then what the fuck are you doing here pardon i was shocked i was so shocked i was like that was like the first time that someone had directly like kind of implied something because like the first time it was like just like a little bit of passive aggressiveness that was like aggressive um and i remember that being such a a turning point in my life in general like not even just my studies in my life like i used to dress like so girly and i would wear makeup to class and after that day I only wore like gym clothes to class. Like I did not wear anything that would show like any part of my body that, you know, would signify that I was a woman. I would hide every feature that I had. I would not wear makeup. I would barely do my hair, brush my teeth and then get out of my room. Sometimes wearing PJs, it was what it was. And then I started going by Chris because I wanted to make myself seem more masculine so that the guys would stop like in, like thinking that I was there to flirt with them or like not serious about what I was doing. Which sucks. It sucked the personality out of me for like three whole years before I was like, oh yeah, that's not, like not really cool. That was not... I shouldn't have had to change who I was in order to accommodate someone else or make sure that I wasn't made uncomfortable by someone else and their advances and their actions and whatever. And so I continue to go by Chris. I still do now. Um, And it's less of a oh my god, I just don't want men to flirt with me thing. It's more like, okay, that's like now my nickname. So luckily, we're over that that hump. But it was like really shocking. It will. It was really shocking um, that someone would point blank directly say something like that to me. Um, throughout the next two years of college, so freshman and sophomore year, I had experiences like that, but not like too stand out-ish just a lot of guys speaking a lot of technical jargon and assuming that I didn't understand it which honestly most of the time I did not because they would use these large ass words for no reason junior year it was right after I had had my first internship and I worked in cybersecurity, and I learned a lot in that internship because I finally felt free to like ask questions and do research and get to know like different aspects of computer science and all that kind of stuff. Really dive deep into what I was interested in. I came back junior year and it was just so funny seeing these guys scramble because I was not affected by their big words anymore. Did I understand some of them? Yeah. Did I understand most of them? No. Um, But I wasn't scared of it anymore because I knew that 
these big words could just be said in like very simple terms, but they refused to do that because they had to boost their own ego. And while it was very upsetting for me to see other people get really like torn down from it, like I saw my friends struggle because they were like, yeah, I don't know like what this person's saying and all that kind of stuff. And you know, it's just like, it's frustrating because like why make it less accessible to people? Like this is such a good skill to have. And it's such a good skill to know how to speak to a variety of people. Like, why would you only do it that way to make yourself feel better? Senior year, I, you know, I had my internship the summer before then as well. um, And I felt even more confident about my skills and and everything like that. Because there was a time that I doubted myself for, for a while because of jargon, because of you know, assignments and people seeming like they knew what was going on when really we were all just really good at lying um, and pretending and acting. Um, We honestly should have all been in acting school because the amount of people that I talked to that I thought were like so smart and like just like knowledgeable beyond belief that were just accurately guessing shit god or like just saying stuff with confidence and you're like yeah that sounds right yeah no it was full-on act full-on make-believe and that's why when people are like oh you got your degree in computer science you must be so smart i'm like no i'm a stupid bitch (laughs) i fooled everyone (laughs) that's that's the essential part of it i know how to google which is a really good skill but um but I'm still very stupid. Do not ask me to do anything. Um, and so, yeah, we get to senior year and I am really excited to like start my professional career. I feel like I've finally honed in on the skills that I want. And, and that's always like a really exciting time. I you, There's like a huge doubt and there's always a huge what if, because there's so many passions that people have, you could go so many different paths. But I felt pretty secure in the path that I had chosen and I was, you know, ready to leave school mostly. Um, I was sick of classes. I was just tired of homework. I I was just tired of school, period. I, I I needed a change. And so, you know, getting my job and everything like that was uh, like super exciting, but it was kind of difficult for the men in my class to see a woman doing all right. And I'll explain. I had a conversation with someone who, who was my friend at the time, and he decided, I was telling him how excited I was about, um, you know, the future, how excited I was that I got the opportunity to have my internship, that I had got the opportunity to get this job. I was just, I was just very, I felt very fortunate and very lucky. And it wasn't like I just brought this up out of nowhere, but I was being asked questions like, did you get a job yet? Oh my God, that's so great. What are you going to do? 
And then, yes, like I followed it with like, I feel very grateful. I'm very excited, especially since it was like during COVID and like so many people were so uneasy about the employment and job market that I knew I was like really, really fortunate. And so I, you know, I didn't downplay that at all. Um, But this man, um, he got very upset. (laughs) He basically told me that the only reason that I got it was because I was a woman and they needed to fill their diversity quota. Mind you, I am a white cis woman. I am not that diverse. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, it was, um, it was shocking hearing this from him because he knew that I was doing well in my studies. Oh, it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting to think about because I know how hard women work in order to have a seat at the fucking table. We are constantly trying to overachieve Oh, do things that are way outside of our job description in order to save our ass. And you want to tell me that the only reason that I and my friends are getting jobs is because we're women? Bullshit. Absolute bullshit. I know how hard we've worked. You do not. And anytime I hear an assumption like that, it really pisses me off. And, um... You know, easy to say that that friendship is no longer, but um, (laughs) it was very difficult hearing that from someone that I thought I knew. Then we move on to the job. (laughs) And, you know, you experience different things in the jobs that you work in. I had a coworker one time who was speaking a lot of jargon and kind of talking down to me when we were equals. And even my boss noticed. I didn't say anything because I was so uncomfortable. But my boss noticed and was like, I'm, I'm telling you now that if this happens again, you tell me. But right now, I'm going to have a discussion with him and tell him that that's not appropriate and all this kind of stuff. So he took it into his own hands and that kind of gave me the courage to speak up more about it. In another one of my jobs, I was going to demo a project that I had worked on. And the projects that I worked on in this job were logic problems. So a lot of them depended on like if else statements. And there's a huge difference between and and or. And, um, you know, we're working with a lot of data and we have to be concise on or we have to be exact on the instructions given to us in order for the code to work. I'm demoing this project. And the guy that I'm demoing it to all of a sudden is like, why did you do this instead of this? And I was like, well, because you used the word and in the description instead of or. And those are two very different words. And he was getting gradually more upset, um, asked me about why I used certain dates and not 
other dates. And I said, because you told me to use these dates, so I don't understand what, why you're yelling. He got into a full-blown, like, yelling anger stage, right? And he basically was like, I, like, was very explicit on what I meant and how dare you not understand what I meant and I shouldn't have to baby you through this job. I don't have time to just sit through here and point out everything that you did wrong. I'm going hung up. Mind you, my whole team was on the fucking call. I'm like just sitting there kind of in shock. Like, did that just really happen? Did that just really happen? Because he had reviewed other team members' projects before. And I noticed that he was always more aggressive to the women on my team than the men. But I just kept that in the back of my head. Then this happened, and I was, oh, I was fuming. I was so upset. I was, I wanted to write the most aggressive email you could possibly imagine. Um, But before I got to it, my manager was like, don't worry, we'll handle it. Did they handle it? I don't really know. Um, I was not kept in the loop on that. Um, I, yeah, I never had to work with that man again, but it was very interesting the amount of aggression that I got in response from a man not doing his job properly. And this is something that I don't think anyone besides women will understand. We're not being sensitive. We're just like taking in like context and evaluating situations maybe a little bit more than you guys are. So maybe you guys notice hostility, but you don't see a pattern. We see a pattern because we've faced it for so long and it can get so tiring. And I thought, I mean, that was like my breaking point. I literally was like, I'm so sick of being nice. I am going to do my job, but I'm going to have confidence in myself and do whatever I need to do. Time went on and there were a lot of times where male engineers would not listen to me. I would tell them repeatedly, this is what's wrong. This is what you're doing wrong. This is what you need to do to fix it. Okay, then like, let's hear some other suggestions. Anyone else? A week goes by with meetings and then a male team member has to be like, oh, why don't we try what Christine tried finally? And then it works. And I don't get any of the thanks or anything. My male coworker gets all of it. We notice these things, okay? And we're not over-exaggerating. We are not being very sensitive. Like, this is just what we have to deal with on a daily basis. And there gets a time where you just get pushed to the limit. And you're like, I'm done for today. I'm done for the week. I'm done, period. I had a mentor for a couple of years um, in engineering and data, and and I I was really, really happy to, you know, have someone like her to look up to and everything, and she just quit. She just 
quit her engineering job one day, started her own business, like making clothes. Cause she was like, I am so sick of specifically men hounding on me, telling me I'm doing something wrong when I'm not correcting me, talking over me, taking up space that like they already have that they don't need to take up more of it. And I didn't get it at the time. But after a few years in the industry, I definitely do. I feel like a little bit of a responsibility though, though, to stick with it. Because I don't want women to continuously be pushed out. Now, I don't want to end this podcast being negative because I... At the end of the day, I want to encourage more women and non-binary folk to go into STEM. I know I talked a lot about, you know, kind of the struggles that you face and everything. But in the end of the day, I'm happy I made the decision I did because I'm doing something I enjoy. I am doing something that fulfills me and I know that my, you know, my friends feel the same way. It's like we are happy doing what we're doing and yes, we'll, you know, get annoyed sometimes from the shit that we'll hear, but also proving someone wrong especially a man there's something about it there's something about it it's like an instant dose of serotonin adrenaline nothing beats it for me and i think that's the that's the main thing that's that's motivating me at this point um it's to prove certain men wrong so i'll leave with a few of tips if you want to like go into stem um google will be your best fucking friend okay you can google anything and everything be safe about what you're googling okay we don't need anyone's ending up on any watch list but there's a lot of information online um you don't necessarily need a college degree anymore to like get into these things and become like super knowledgeable about it College helps, I will say, you know, because like you're actually sitting down focused on learning this thing. You have an instructor, all that kind of stuff, but you don't necessarily need one. I would say don't compare yourself to others. It's really hard when you hear everyone speaking in these terms and um, acronyms and all of this technical jargon, but I promise you that it, like if you look it up you'll probably be like that's stupid why is that even an acronym um why don't you just say this word instead all of that kind of stuff um and i'm still you know learning that day to day i'm still drawing the connections between big words and words that i actually understand um and so i don't want you to feel like because you don't know that off the bat that you should just stop right there ask for help ask for help don't be afraid to ask questions 
especially if you're like in a learning stage, um, but throughout your career, don't be afraid to ask for help because that's the best way to learn. Um, Google will help again, asking questions via Google, but you know, asking a supervisor, asking a teacher, asking a colleague, how do you do this? How do you go about solving this? All that kind of stuff. Human interaction is so important. And um, so don't be shy. Don't be afraid to sound stupid because I definitely had a few of those moments and I had to like kind of get myself out of the anxiety spiral that I put myself in. But no question really is that stupid. And like, They'd rather you know, like they'd rather you ask a question and know instead of pretending to know something. That's a huge lesson that I learned in my internship and my jobs is pretending to know never works out. Like fake it till you make it, ain't gonna cut it. Ain't gonna cut it for most of the time. Ask questions. Um, and finally... Give yourself space, especially if you work in technology. We are on our devices all the time, and it can be so draining without you even realizing it. I think that's why I feel so happy when I go out and I do things because I'm usually on a computer writing, typing, watching something, you know, observing, you know, listening, anything, but it's always on a device. And it's so nice sometimes to just disconnect. It's very easy to feel burnt out, feel doubtful of what you're doing. Um, It's okay to feel those things. It's definitely okay. It happens to so many of us. And it does not mean that you're not fit for whatever job that you're doing. But it is so important to give yourself grace. Find the things that make you happy outside of a computer screen. Because I used to be like, oh yeah, like watching TikTok makes me happy. That's still on a fucking phone, okay? I'm still looking at a screen, okay? I needed to go outside. I've been going on my walks. It's been very, very nice. I've been, you know, going out a lot and cleaning and, and just, you know, disconnecting. And it's been so nice and I feel so much better than I did last year because last year I felt burnt out and this year I feel like I am finally like giving myself the things that I need in order to succeed and that's really exciting so yeah those are those are some little tips that I'll leave you guys with um Thank you for listening. I very much appreciate it. Please like the podcast on Spotify and follow the podcast on Instagram, please, at Making Me Podcast. I am trying to get the podcast onto Apple Podcasts. Please be patient with me. Again, I am not the brightest, so I'm trying my best. <laughs> um, yeah, I will send out a, like a notification once it's available on Apple Podcasts. Um, but right now it's only available on Spotify, so share that link. Please, please, please. Um, 
And yeah, I'm going to leave you guys with that. So take care of yourself. Take care of those around you who you love. And I will see you all in the next episode. Bye.